So I thought, what would it be like to make a podcast about what it is like to be in medical sales? In true medical sales, not somebody that just says it for the title. I want to talk about what it is like for the patients right now. And you would think to yourself, well, if you're talking about medical sales in yourself, why are you then focused on the patient? Because in medical sales, this type of environment is the reverse psychology. So you're thinking about the patient first because the patient is going to be thought of by the practice. And if the practice is your customer and the patient is then the next relative to that customer, you then need to have a sequence and synergy with what they both need to have an alignment. So let's go into what happened with the blood world, the blood and tox world. Now, a lot of this would be called the bread and butter of somebody's um, composition with medical sales itself. The reason for it is because there used to be confirmation testing. The CDC put out a mandate as well as the uh, state attorney general's office that said for any patient that had a risk for opiates, prior opiate prescriptions within the past six months, and or was going to undergo surgery, we are going to require what they call a confirmation test or screen for toxicology. We just want to make sure we know what exactly was in the patient's body prior to any type of treatment or any type of surgery. That way we can best place and eliminate the risk for anything adversely to happen to that patient. And is absolutely to the patient's benefit, but it also removes the liability from said practice, which is what we want to do as a medical sales rep. We want to protect the MPI number, the organization, and the liability insurance. That way we don't have malpractice. So on that point, toxicology was going fine, but when we started to get into blood and we started to do beyond CBC panels, so if you don't know what a CBC panel is, it's just a standard blood draw. If you go to a nursing station and they ask you that, hey, we're going to take your blood today and we're just going to be checking on these levels, that's typically a CBC. If a doctor's looking for something specific or they want to know your, tri your triglycerides with your um, your triglycerides with your blood pressure, uh, sugar level count, um, your lipid profile, et cetera, et cetera, um, even your thyroid, this is what they would use. It's an advancement of the CBC, and there's about 15 different tests that we can do with about 20 different names, but they all run under using your blood. So we can take that one measure of blood and run it against many tests. Now, the reason for the hesitation is what is medically and clinically necessary for the patient and for the practice because as soon as a test goes out it's going to get billed by insurance and then insurance is either going to cover it and then it might go against your deductible or your deductible is going to be met and then we have to look at if the deductible is met what services ancillary do we really want for the patient because here's the truth we never want to use a patient's insurance against their deductible if they're not going to be met because why would we want a patient to be out three thousand dollars when we know, you know, mid-year, if they've already met their deductible, let's get all the confirmation testing we need. Let's make sure that your kids are taken care of. Let's make sure that if you need a lipid profile, we can get that done for you and it's going to be covered. When you get a bill and it's called an EOB, that is not a true bill. What it says is this is a statement of what's being suggested of payment to the insurance company and then your insurance company under your policy has the right to then state what percent they're going to cover all of it, 90% of it, 75% of it, it trickles down. 
So what's important is that you understand as a patient, the practice is always looking out for you. We're always looking for ways to eliminate costs, which is why we also work with copay assistant programs. Sometimes you can have a $2,000 service completely taken care of with a $100 copay. When I was working in compounding, compounding had a negative connotation. And it was, well, there's five ingredients in this medication. Each of them is going to be billed at an interval. So you're going to have really five. It's like going to Walmart and wanting to get, um, let's say, bed sheets. And you know exactly what the price is going to be for a bed sheet. But then somebody says, you know what? You need four other things with that bed sheet in order for it to be uh, something you can use. And you'd say, well, uh, what are you talking about? I'm not used to that. And they say, exactly. So if you're looking at what exactly I'm speaking of, it's that in order for a compound to have therapeutic effect, it has to have about four or five true ingredients. And I can get into that later, but let's close on this blood side. Um, and then once we do that, then I'll switch over to my ne- next podcast because it's been a while since I've done this. So then now we're talking about blood. Well, how does a blood get uh, transported? Who's in charge and who is held accountable for that blood? Is the practice being given a centrifuge so that they can hold the blood, wait for us to pick it up via FedEx? What lab is then using that blood and running the testing? A lot of the time, uh, we want an in-state lab, but it's usually not possible because uh, labs are very expensive and they want to be more in segregated lands because if you need a 70,000 square foot lab, um, you're definitely not going to want to go put that in Chino Hills, California. You're not going to want to go put that in my area of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. It will cost you tens of millions of dollars for that facility. So what they'll do is they'll put it in Alabama. They'll put it in Kansas. And it means that we can use this lab at a lower cost, lower cost to the patient, but then we have a barrier of communication. And uh, on my next podcast, we'll get into that, but we're going on six minutes and I'm trying to keep my videos at five minutes. Thanks.